you people can tell me to stop. Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown. Hand over my heart. I do this for my town. I do this for my crowd. So turn me up real loud. My time. My time. None of you people can tell me to stop. What's up, everybody? Thank you for listening to Next Gen Radio. This is episode number 165, and I am your host, Mike Ercolano, today with our co-host and head coach at Next Gen, John Esposito. Hello, hello. Today's episode is a Ask Next Gen episode where we bring you three questions that were either submitted to our email, which is ask at nextgenradiopodcast.com, or asked by one of our members here while training at Next Gen. Uh, the first question for today, this came from one of our... Uh, very charismatic and uh, um, I don't know, to put it. Yeah, of members. Uh, she asked us, how can I get or what can I do about my Italian wave? Now, the Italian wave is the little, you know, what we call a tricep, but that area um, when an older woman puts her arm out and waves and kind of jiggles underneath, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. kind of, uh, I don't know, how the best way to, to describe it's, it. It's a, it's a secondary wave, as our, as our client had asked, put it. It's right. a secondary wave afterwards. It keeps going with you. Right, which it's funny because I've never heard it put that way as the Italian wave. But I, I, I love that. Um, I think it's a funny way uh, to put it. Um, and, you know, but this has been a question a lot. Uh, and actually, I had this question written down as um, how do I get rid of this skin underneath my arm and then uh and then she asked it this way so it's a good question to put the uh the italian wave so anyway john you have any uh answers for her so i will put out like a little condition beforehand you can't really spot treat spot treat fat but you can take steps to make parts look better so the first things first obviously you can make sure diet gets in check so you are in a point of burning fat make sure you're getting that calorie burn going on but you also want to make sure you are getting enough volume on your arms. So a lot of times we have to hit a certain amount of sets or a certain amount of repetitions throughout a week or a day or over a cycle of a month to really start to build the right amount of muscle there. So it might just be missing out on a few reps in that muscle group, whether it's the biceps or the triceps, and that can help increase the muscle mass there, which will then help decrease the body fat in that area too, or at least make it look like you have less body fat which will make the um, the Italian wave tone up a little bit. That would mm-hmm. be the first step I would take. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, making sure you're hitting your calorie goals but not overdoing it on the calorie goals. So it might just be that you're in a little bit of a calorie surplus still and you're not burning those calories down and burning the fat down either. So taking a look at where your um, where your calorie intake is looking like, what your uh, food intake is, you might be eating a little bit too much on the sugars or on those carbohydrate levels. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting there and maintaining a little bit more fat. But that would be my two biggest things is try to hit a little more volume on your arms, whether it's the biceps or the triceps. Typically with the Italian wave, it's the triceps. And they are bigger muscles, so you do have to hit them a little bit harder. And watch your calorie intake. Yeah. uh, You know, everybody has this, right? Whether you're a – I don't know how old the woman who asked this is, but um, whether you're a hypothetical 75-year-old woman, she's not 75, but a hypothetical 75-year-old woman, or if you're a, you know, 19-year-old, you're going to have some jiggling, wavy underneath your your arm and you stick it out to the side, or what she calls the Italian wave, like waving goodbye, that, you know, tricep is jiggling around. Um, You're going to have some degree to that. I have it. You have it. it, Of course. The muscle still sits there like if you're not mm-hmm. contracting it, it's still hanging there and you know this thing called gravity pulls it down and Absolutely. it swings now obviously as you get older things loosen up a little bit you know you, you as as much as you want to um keep you know your body 
quote tight muscle strong toned you know it's just nature right as as we age things do tend to change in our bodies and mm-hmm. that's okay um that's just part of the aging process and in fact it's probably you should honor the fact that you have the italian wave because that means that you've lived long enough to, to start getting these things and it happens right? it's, it's a good thing that you know our bodies change even though aesthetically speaking we might not look the way we want to look or look like we were in our 20s or, or 30s or whatever but the fact is your body does change over time and um, doing what you can within your your limits and your and your body is, is super important for aging healthy and aging um, you know not only physically healthy but mentally healthy as well um, you know uh, again I'm not you know, in my 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s yet, but um, having the right mindset is definitely an important part of, of, you know, honoring yourself and honoring your body and knowing that, you know, that's a part of the aging process. Now, can you do something about it? Yeah, you might be able to tighten it up a little bit, tone it up, as a lot of people say, by building some muscle in that tricep, right? The more muscle you have, the less jiggly it's going to be. Um, but at, you know, at some point, the there's only so much you could really do and you just got to accept the fact that you know you're maybe not 21 years old anymore and and just be happy that you're healthy and putting in the work a couple days a week to stay healthy and strong and you know it's it's obviously everybody has something about their body that they don't like you know we, we we tend to look at like bodybuilders like Arnold or whatever as these you know specimens, but they're even the worst with their self conscious. Hundred percent. You don't get to the extremes of trying to get every single muscle in your body exploding out in zero percent body fat um, without having some sort of insecurity about your body, right? 100%. So. Um, it, it is just a natural thing in life to have insecurities, especially nowadays with Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, but I assume TikTok is like Instagram, but even worse mm-hmm. um, in terms of like showing half naked young people. Typically. You know? um, so like it's, it's kind of uh, our culture uh, around um, our bodies are, are is pretty poor, you know, but yeah. um, the fact is that there's only so much you could do, you know, Physically speaking, what John was saying, make sure your your diet's in check. Make sure you're getting your, your strength training in. You're building enough muscle. Um, but also just be coming to a point where you're you're happy with yourself because it's not about you know necessarily how you look, but it's about what you're doing to, to stay healthy and stay moving and, and, and being to at a point where um, you know training is more about life than it is about looks. I agree. So. And now the one other thing I actually want to put out there, coming from somebody who has lost a lot of weight, if you're if you're somebody who's just recently lost weight, you're going to have some leftover skin. Great and point. It's, it's something you got to keep in mind, too. If you've been even the slightest bit overweight at one point in time, even if it's just 10 or 15 pounds, your body does stretch its skin out to accommodate to having some extra fat in there. And it's going to stay stretched out for a little bit. Now you can take your measures and use some certain like creams and everything like that, but it's only going to do so much. But just keep that in your mind. So if you're somebody that just lost weight, be more, be confident about that. You just lost the weight that you now have that sign. Now mm-hmm. you have space to build muscles back into. Mm-hmm. So now point. you got to fill in that area with muscle rather than fat. Yep. Yep. That's absolutely a great point. And we, we see this uh, in the opposite. People who are overly muscular and they lean down, they, they get stretch marks, right? They, uh, they get the same thing. You know, for a while when I was uh, in high school, coming out of high school into college, um, I was trying, I mean, I'd, 
that's when I first started training, but I, I, I was trying to just get as big as I possibly could. Um, and I got, I had like stretch marks in like my pecs and shoulders and area, same way. you know, because I was just putting on a ton of muscle that, you know, my body had nowhere to go. So I had stretch marks. I was like, I thought stretch marks for like pregnant women. And like mm-hmm. all of a sudden I have stretch marks on my chest. Like, so like it, it, your body does change regardless of, you know, if it's fat or muscle, you know, if you put on size or if you get rid of it, your skin's going to change, your body's going to change, um, and you just got to do the best you can with what you have. Well said. Uh, question number two also came from one of our clients in session, one of your clients, John, actually. This is yep. from a, um, a high school athlete that you work with, a baseball player, and he, uh, he asked, how do I prevent calluses on my hands? So this is a tough one, and eventually when you're going heavy enough, you're lifting enough, and you're getting enough repetitions on a barbell, dumbbells, anything that has the slightest bit of grip, calluses are going to end up coming in because your skin's getting constantly worn down, and it needs to build up a protective layer. Mm-hmm. But there are some things you can do, and one thing I would always recommend to people is checking where you're holding on to your grip. A lot of people grip bars, dumbbells, kettlebells, pull-up bars, anything like that with the middle of their hand towards the meat of the hand, which is, it makes sense. You want to grab with the biggest portion, but if you can start grabbing where your knuckles or your fingers meet your hand, that little divot there, that's not going to put as much pressure directly down on the skin. It forces you to work on your grip strength a little bit more, but it won't pinch the skin between those layers. So you end up building that callus in there. Now, if you're somebody that's already got built up calluses and you want to try getting rid of them, one, I always recommend this to people, especially a lot of the ladies that come in because they hate having the calluses and look at the calluses. Pee on your hands? <laughs> no. Get hot water, a little bit of Epsom salt. Let your hands soak in the warmer hot water for a little bit and then pour in some Epsom salt onto your hands and just very lightly rub your hands together. And it's that heat and that combination of the friction that kind of tears down on the, um, the calluses and gets mm-hmm. your hands a little bit smoother. It's not a fix-all, but it's something to get things started. And especially if you have those painful, really deep calluses that you feel like you're going to rip, that's a good way to go about fixing those guys. But back to what I said before, concentrate on where your grip is. Grip a little bit harder with the outside of your hand. A lot of people grip with the inside of their hand too hard and it puts all their pressure in those first three fingers. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that helps a little bit. Yeah, and moisturize. You know, I, I joke about peeing on your hands, but that, you know, I was a baseball player and, you know, calluses are a big thing with baseball players. Oh, swinging a bat all the time. Like, I, I would always know coming out of the winter after not, um, you know, swinging a bat a lot and then all of a sudden jumping into doing it like every day, um, my hands would like be bleeding at first. Like you get the blisters and then all of a sudden it would start building up calluses. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of like old school baseball players would pee on their hands and like that was like a, a thing to help soften the calluses yep. or whatever. Now, uh, I'm not saying that that's what you should should do, but definitely soaking them like an Epsom salt, so you said, could help. Um, but you know, the fact is if you're training and you're using barbells and, and, and uh, kettlebells and dumbbells and there's going to be that friction, there's going Absolutely. to be a buildup of skin in the areas that you are um, holding. And, you know, you could do a lot of things that we're talking about. You could cut them if they start getting too much and use a nail file mm-hmm. and, and cut them and trim them down. But, you know, I'll, I'll kind of give the answer that I gave him because I was working out across from you guys when you were training and I said, just suck it up. <laughs> and yeah. as, as um, no pun intended, as callous as that sounds, um, you know, it is kind of just part of training. And if you're lifting weights and you're using kettlebells and, and, and doing all the things that you should be doing in the gym, you may have some things like calluses on your hands that unfortunately are just kind of come along with it. And sometimes they get painful. And when they get painful, that's when you want to think about trying to soften them up and doing the, but if they're not painful and you're just looking at them because they're, they're ugly and you don't like them, unless you stop training, they're not going to really 
go away permanently. Think of them as the trophy as your hard work. Right. If you're work, if you're lifting heavy enough that you have to get calluses on your hands, it's a good sign. That absolutely. means your body is progressing in other spots where your hands couldn't catch up. Yeah, and abs- now they're starting to catch up. Yeah, abs- absolutely. I mean, I'm while we're talking, it's funny because I'm watching you. and We're both looking at our hands while we're talking because <laughs> we both have calluses <laughs> on you know? every single finger. Yeah, on, in between the joints, it's not even where my hand meets anymore. They're right. on every part of my hand, and it's it's just like you know part of training, and you know you could do some things and mitigate it, like like all the things we talked about but it is just there and it's going to be you know unless you just go run on a treadmill as, as your workout every day your hands are going to be uh, a big part of working out if i can make one recommendation though and i know a lot of our a couple of our members do use them try not to use gloves they mm-hmm. take they take out of your lifts they take away your nervous system's attachment to your hands and mm-hmm. your skin can't make contact with the bar and that is very important to how you lift and how you make tension in your body so try to to your best ability not to use gloves but if it gets bad enough I understand. Yeah, you can wear them every now and then. You Absolutely. Know, and and that, that is a great, great point that I didn't even think we were going to you know, come across during this question. But um, remember, your skin is the biggest organ and it has the most amount of feedback for your body, especially when you're doing something like lifting, when you're touching, holding, grabbing, right? So, you know, if you wear gloves, you lose that part of the feedback. And, and it's it's almost similar, pretty similar to wearing shoes and not wearing shoes when you're Absolutely. working out, right? You want that feedback. You want the nervous system recognizing what you're doing. And you're going to get a little bit more, quote unquote, gains or whatever you, whatever word you want to substitute there for. Um, but that, is a, that is a great point that I didn't even think of when, when we were going over this question. So, All right. Question number three. Again, another question, but this uh, from our members. But this came from a lot of different members. This has come this up so many times this right. week because this this is in our programming yep. for for the weekend for small group programming. And you got it. Question is why do we elevate our heels while squatting? So there's a there's a lot of different reasons, but there's typically big three. What we normally aim for is to take out the amount of ankle mobility that's needed in a squat, or the amount of hip mobility that's needed into a squat. So when you elevate the heels. Your feet are now in kind of a pointed position. When you get to a deep squat position, you're not actually getting the knees or the ankles to flex as deep as you normally would with a flat foot position. So you can get a little bit deeper into squats. You can stay a little bit more upright. As for the hips, it's almost the same thing. You're starting in more of an extended position, and now you get to sink into less of a deep hip bend. So your knees aren't going so much into your chest. And it allows the quads to get a little bit more tension so we can help strengthen the knees. We can get those knees past our toes that we know we, I know it's like a scary word for a lot of (laughs) scary words for a lot of people, but your knees can come over your toes and we can keep that more upright position to help train our squat better off when we get to a normal standard two foot squat off flat on the floor. Um, but for tip for what we have in this typical case in our programming, we're using it more just for the sake of the quad activation. Let's us get a little bit more knee bend and our quads love to work out of really deep knee flexion. So when your knees bend quite a bit and then they have to extend out of there, they love to work through that. Obviously they don't feel too great afterwards, but it's a great way for us to help strengthen the tendons of the knee and help strengthen the muscles around the knee too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, that whole knee over toes is scary for a lot of people because they have tight calves they have tight ankles and they have tight hips so when your knees do go over your toes you don't have the mobility in those areas so what does your knee do it it tries to compensate and that's when you get knee injuries but when you're eliminating those things when you're getting rid of your tight calves and ankles by elevating your heels it gives you more mobility and gives you that freedom to to move in that range of motion um, because your body should be able to work in that range of motion 100 percent you know but most people don't have the mobility in their ankles and calves and, and hips to be able to do that safely so by elevating it, like you said, it, it, it frees you up to work in that range of motion. And, um, 
and you know it's amazing to watch how clean squats look for a lot of people when when you just elevate your heels just a little bit even if it's a quarter inch for a lot of people a quarter inch to a half an inch is just enough right they stay like upright almost like they're sitting straight up and down in your chair and Mm -hmm. you know it it just it it really does clean up the squat for a lot of people and uh, makes it actually safer for for a lot now it's not something that you want to train all the time right you definitely want to make sure that you're working the other um you know, other variations of squats you don't want to just be doing heels elevated because you have tight ankles you want to work on that those ankle mobility you want to work on the calf absolutely you want to work on your hip mobility you want to work on all those things so you can do a quote proper squat with your feet flat on the ground but the fact is majority of people probably like 95 percent of the people don't have the ankle mobility the hip mobility um to be able to do that all the time right so um, it's a great alternative and it's a great thing. I mean, I have it in my programming right now too, actually. I, I do too. I do it. And like, I have the hip mobility and the ankle mobility to be able to do, f- you know, feet flat, you know, full squat. Um, but I still work this because it gives you that little extra range of motion. Look, like you said, a little bit more tension on your quads, a little more quad focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's a great variation that, that you should be doing. And now we do it in high repetitions too. So you get a little bit of therapeutic benefit for the knees. So people who tend to have knee issues. And if you tell them to go body weight and do 15 to 20 reps after doing 15, 20 reps and slowly getting a little bit deeper into their squats, we get a lot of feedback from people saying their knees feel very good right afterwards and they feel great for the rest of the day afterwards too. So we use it for that reason too. For some people, it's medicine. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's just to strengthen up their quads. For our athletes, a lot of times for them to get their forefoot dominance, so to start putting more weight towards the balls of their feet rather mm-hmm. than the heels. There's a lot of different varieties and a lot of different reasons why we do it. Definitely. But in most cases, it's just for the sake of mobility and for the sake of getting a little bit of different tension onto the legs than you normally would for a normal squat. Absolutely. Absolutely. So... All right, good. Great Thanks. great questions. Today. I love these questions this time. Yeah, and they uh, they all came in from our members, so we do appreciate our members listening, and we do appreciate them asking questions. Um, we would also like to hear from someone who's not a member or at least somebody who didn't ask a question in person. So if you can or if you do have questions, please send them in to ask at nextgenradiopodcast.com, and we'll be happy to answer them on a future episode. Any final thoughts wrapping up today, John? No, I think that was a great time. I Hopefully um, everybody sent in some good questions or at least asked me while I'm on the floor. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And we appreciate all of you. We appreciate the questions you ask and thank you for listening. Uh, and until our next episode, which airs on Tuesday, thank you for listening and be well. Thank you for listening to another episode of Next Gen Radio. If you live in the Randolph, New Jersey area and have been thinking about getting your health and fitness back on track in 2024, then you're going to want to listen to this because we are currently running a huge opportunity for you to win 12 months of free personal training at Next Generation Training Center in 2024. That's right. I said free personal training for 12 months. Now, this opportunity doesn't happen too often, and we are going to be pulling the grand prize winner on January 2nd. So if you are interested in taking back your health in 2024 and you want to do it for free, go to our show notes, click the link, fill out your information And hopefully, you'll be the lucky winner pulled on January 2nd. Good luck to everybody who enters.